Hello guys, and thank you for listening and watching another episode of Live Free Podcast, where I talk about living that life of freedom, rest, and expansion in Christ Jesus. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I have a word of the Lord for today, and I'm super excited to give this word. <clears throat> and I just want to just thank everyone for tuning in, for liking, for subscribing, for commenting, and just for your allegiance to this channel. I really appreciate that. And I just wanted to say thank you. So today we are going to get into the word of God and the word that the Holy Spirit put in my, um, my spirit uh, a few days ago. It pertains to keys to living a transparent life before God. And I know this sounds so mundane, so, you know, just your typical headline, but this is a key deciding factor in how you obtain your spiritual keys and how you operate and flow and move in the kingdom of God. So without further ado, let me get into it. So I feel like there's an urgency, an urgency of the times uh, is what the Holy Spirit was saying. There's an urgency and it's very paramount at this point in the game with the body of Christ that we live a transparent life before God. I did not say a life of perfection, but I said a transparent life. What does that look like? Well, God began to take me to uh, and begin, begin to give me a great understanding of recognizing the source of your strength and the source of your life. So he wants you us to have a revelation of the source, not necessarily the resources. Because see, when God used people, places, and things, he can switch that up at any time, right? But he is the source. And I really feel like that and sense that the Holy Spirit is saying living a transparent life is some spiritual keys that God wants to give you to show you how to live an even more ch a transparent life. And that is just pretty much understanding or having a revelation of who the source is of it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. It's the goodness of God of why I'm breathing and moving and living in him and having my being. It's the perfect love of God that casts out all fear. It's the goodness of God. And we have to have a transparent life. And what does that look like? So he began to talk to me and he began to say, understanding the source of your strength. And he says, put the responsibility back on the source of the power of the only one who has the ability to change it. And I'm going to say this again. God is saying, put the responsibility back on the source of the power of the only one who has the ability to change your situation, to change your life, to help you live for him. We have to come to a place in our lives and in our walk with the Lord that we know that God says in this world, you will have trouble. That's a given. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that doesn't mean that all things are going to be perfect and there's not going to be any opposition or any challenges that come. But what God is saying is know the source and put the responsibility, the responsibility back on the source of the power of the only one who has the ability to change it. Sometimes 
we have to make a mental paradigm shift. When we become saved, I've, you've heard me say this before, your spirit is saved. Your soul did not get saved. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions, which is why God said, renew the mind transform the mind repent for the kingdom of God is at hand to change the way we think because if the enemy can take your mind he takes your life that's the control tower your mind is the control tower so God says start looking to him for everything the Bible says the hairs on our head is numbered we need to recognize and know the source of our strength the source of our power. We can't live for God unless God do the living through us. I'm going to say that again. You cannot live for God on your own. It's not within your strength to do it. The Bible says he is the vine. We are the branches and apart from him, we can do nothing. So the minute you disconnect yourself from the source, everything else goes to hell in a handbasket. So God wants us to put the responsibility back on the source of the power of the only one who has the ability to change it. Friends can't change it. Parents can't change it. Spouses can't change it. Um, co-workers can't change it. Businesses can't change it. The source of your power comes from God. Without him, we are nothing. This is why when we are eternally separated and if we don't make it to heaven and, and if we open our eyes in hell, that's where all the ugliness and all the pain and everything that there is, is horrible because that's where he is no longer, he's separated himself from you. See, we have to realize when we on earth, even on our worst day is still our best day if we're not in hell. God has to be the source of your everything. I don't care how minute it is. I don't care how small it may seem. I don't care if you're looking for your car keys. And I'm going to tell you this. I was looking for my car for about 30 minutes. And I, I don't know if I told this story. And finally, after 30 minutes of parking in this humongous par parking lot, I said, Holy Spirit, help me find my car. And I believe that happened for a reason. And soon as I said, Holy Spirit, help me find my car, I, 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 it was, I was immediately drawn to where the car was, even though I had been in that parking lot looking for over 30 minutes. I knew that immediately when I started walking, I felt a confirmation that I was walking in the right direction. And it's so, it's, it's the same way with life. We need to seek God about our friends. We need to seek God about our careers, our businesses. Seek God about our ministries, about our giftings, our calling. The Bible says, let us uh, take heed. Uh, if you think you stand, take heed lest you fall. Meaning you can fall into temptation and sin just like the other person. So we have to humble ourselves under God's mighty hand and he will exalt us in due season. Now, he says we have to make a mental paradigm shift, a renewing of the mind. But I truly believe that the renewing of the mind, it really starts with recognizing who is the source of your strength and your power. So... It's vitally important that we actually know that because when we have a revelation of that, we tend to not cover things. We tend to not try to hide from God. We tend to not smooth over things and not repent for things when we know we have stepped out of line. We tend not to explain away the behavior that we have. We tend not to do those things. We just want to come clean. And what I have learned with walking with the Lord, 
walking with the Lord, it's going on 24 years. What I have learned is the more raw and real and the more I lean not to my own understanding and I acknowledge him for everything, I notice there's a supernatural peace and there is a, I can't even explain it. It's, it's like my faith is, is being built. It's like I'm being strengthened in my inner man. When I truly give things to God, I'm not talking about that stuff I used to do and say, God, you got it. And then I take it back in two hours. I'm talking about when I give it to him. And even though I struggle with that, I can still see a change in, in my spirit. Man is growing. It's growing because what you feed grows. Well, the focus goes, the anointing flows. What you feed, if you feed yourself with the word of God, you feed yourself with godly worship music, you feed yourself with godly friends and godly things, you're going to grow spiritually. So if you feeding your, um, feeding your fears, that's what's going to grow. If you're feeding your toxic relationships, that's what's going to grow. What you sow, you're going to reap. God will not be mocked. That is the word of God or sowing and reaping. So when we walk with a transparency before the Lord, it's not to say we're not going to do anything wrong or say anything wrong. We're going to be in this straight and narrow, but it will say that Lord, unless you work through me, unless your power rests on me, unless you teach me how to forgive, you teach me how to love, unless you show me how to do it, I'm nothing without you. And that's where the point that we have to get to. So the book of Proverbs says it like this in 28 and 13. This is one of my favorite scriptures. It says, he who covers his sin will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. So see, God shows mercy to those that two things, confess and forsakes. See, a lot of times when we come to Christ, we think we just confess in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That's only part of it. Now we have to turn from the wicked ways that we used to live in and begin to follow him. The Bible says you would know that they are my disciples by the love they have for people. And so I'm going to give you some examples of what God began to show me about some of the patriots, some of the forerunners, some of the pioneers in the Bible that we look at. And we wonder why they were pioneers. It's so far from being perfect because we know David was not a perfect man before the Lord. He committed adultery. He killed Bathsheba's husband. Come on. So we know he committed murder and he committed adultery, right? Amongst other things, I'm sure. But those are the things that were highlighted. So it's not about perfection is what God is saying. It's about David knew his source. He knew he wanted to fall into the hands of the Lord, whether into the hands of the man. He knew that he can be free, so free that he danced nakedly before the Lord. He danced out of his clothes. It was just a transparency there. And what God correlated that to was a man after his own heart. He said that David was a man after his own heart. Now, why would God call a man that committed adultery and that, and that sinned against him a man after his own heart? Because of the transparent lifestyle that David lived before the Lord. It wasn't that it's not about being per perfect, but it's about being real. And the more really you are with God, let me say this, the more really he going to be with you, the more revelation he downloads, the more he opens your eyes. See, sin blinds us to revelation. I'm going to say that again. The sin in us that we want to hold on to, 
the nastiness or just the things that we do we think is nothing, confess all of it. I don't care whatever the Holy Spirit brings. I don't care if it's you, 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 you said something about someone or you cut somebody off in traffic or you said whatever it is, whatever it is. You manipulated someone out of money. You swindled this. You did this. Just confess it. Tell the, tell the Lord, unless you heal me from this thing that I do and I can't stop doing, I can't be healed. And that is the way I talk to God. So transparency is key. And some of the pioneers in the Bible, he began to show me, you know, uh, Daniel. And, and Daniel, you know, we, we see Daniel, he went to God for interpretation for the king. He knew that God was his source, right? And we even see that what they all had in common. Joseph, the same thing. He interpreted dreams in Genesis 40 and 8. He said, we have, the people came to him and said, we have had a dream and no one to interpret it. Then Joseph said, do interpretations not come from God? Please tell me the dream so that he can take it to God and God can give the interpretation. And see, what I see in that is humility. Because a lot of times God will give somebody something and we'll get we'll take the glory for ourselves. Or we'll say, if it wasn't for me, he wouldn't have got that job. Or if it wasn't for me, she wouldn't have did this. Or if it wasn't for me, you see, I had to tell him this. I had to tell him. No, it's the wisdom of God. We are nothing. The Bible says even our righteous acts are as filthy rags. Not we are filthy rags. Our righteous acts. We are the righteousness of Christ. We are uh, born and bought with the blood of Jesus. So when God looks at us, he don't look at uh, uh, sin. He looks at the blood of Yeshua. So that's another scripture that was misquoted. We're filthy rags. No, we're not filthy rags. He said even our righteous acts are as filthy rags. So Genesis 40 and 8, it talks about that. And then we look at... Um, um, Joshua, a man of God, mighty man of valor. And Joshua 6 and 15, it talks about on the seventh day and the seventh time around, the walls of Jericho fell. This was about um, following the instructions from the Lord. Going to the Lord is being your source and getting the victory. That's how you get the victory. That's how you get favor. Favor and fair. Why? Because some people recognize who their source really is and they don't try to take the glory for themselves. So then we look at Moses in Exodus 17. Moses held up his staff to part the Red Seas. He didn't know what was going to happen. God told him ahead of time. But think about that. God tells us things all the time ahead of time. But until that thing really play out, we don't really fully know how it's going to really play out. Right? So... Moses, Joshua, Daniel, David, I can keep going on and on, Samuel, um, all the pioneers of the faith in the Bible, it's not that they were perfect, but it's that they knew they served the perfect God and they knew that's the source of their strength, where it came from. And so what we see here is two important keys the Holy Spirit, the Spirit says to our victory. Two important keys with all of these people or these pioneers of the faith. The first key that we see is God is asking for obedience to his instruction. That's what they all had in common. They all knew the source of their strength. And the second thing that they had in common was God needs a yes and agreement. Amos 3 and 3. Can two walk together except they agree? Just like the enemy needs agreement for you to do evil, 
God needs agreement for you to walk in victory and for you to fulfill your purpose and your destiny while you're here on earth. God needs a yes in agreement. If you choose to go the opposite direction of where God is leading you, guess what? You're going to go in the opposite direction. One thing we have to learn is I did a teaching on this and it's called the power of free will. God does not manipulate or chase you down or make you be saved or make you walk with him. It's a free choice. We see that throughout the Bible. Men and women have free choices. God is not a dictator and he is not a manipulator. So we see the two important keys in these pioneers is God is asking for obedience to his instructions and he needs a yes. So the Bible says, can two walk together except they agree? That means if the enemy, somebody is walking with the enemy and the other person is walking with them, nine times out of 10, there's agreement there. So you see a lot of times I see, and I'm just going to call it, I see a lot of people like with certain older generals of the faith and they, they still, you know, clicked up with people. And I'm going to tell you something. When you're not in agreement with someone's spirit, you're not going to, God says, bad company corrupts good character. And when you hang with somebody that, it, that does not uh, have the spirit of the Lord or the fruit of the spirit, that's saying something about you. Because I'm not saying people are perfect. That's not what we're talking about. But what we're talking about is, I had to disconnect, and I, I've told you guys this from a friend of 30, over 30 years I had to disconnect with. His lifestyle was not conducive of the Spirit of the Lord. And this this person was all doing all kinds of things. I wasn't participating in it, but God didn't even want him dumping that garbage in my ear. All of the adultery, all of the craziness. He, God did not want me because, it, because see, the, the longer somebody who's negative talk to you and they spew their venom and they are very toxic it's only a matter of time before it gets on you and in you i don't care how strong in the faith you think you are unless you stand in your ground they're either going to come to christ and be changed or you're going to come over to their side that's how it works that's how it works so God is saying those two keys is asking for obedience to his instruction and God needs a yes. He doesn't need you to do the work. Get this. But he just needs your agreement to allow him to do the work through your heart, to renew your mind, do the circumcision in your heart. So all the power and strategy belongs to him, but your yes is paramount. Faith in God, not your own ability and understanding that if he doesn't empower you with his grace, you can't do anything. Humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due season is what the Holy Spirit says. You are, God, you are God's mouthpiece, his hands, his heart, his eyes and his ears while you're here on earth. You are the only Jesus someone will ever see. The only Jesus someone will ever see. You are his eyes, his mouth. This is why he told me one time, he said, as a prophet, blessing and cursing can, can I come out your mouth? Because I was cussing. And I heard it so clear. Blessing and cursing can I come out the same mouth? Why? Because what it does is it diminishes 
your intent, not only your integrity and in your walk with him, but how are you going to minister to someone when you, when you sound like the world and acting like the world? So he says, you are his heart. You are his hands. You are his mouth. You are his eyes. You are his ears while you're here on earth. And here's a bonus key that he gave me. He said, you are not called to everyone. Understanding your role and your assignment is key. We are not to take on assignments that God has not called us to. We are not the Holy Spirit or a savior. Stay in your place, he says. Stay in your rank, stay in your lane and stay in your column. Although we are to have compassion and empathy and love, we are not to allow our emotions to dictate our assignments. I'm gonna say that again. Although we have compassion, we have love for people, we have empathy for people, we are not to allow our emotions to dictate our assignments. We are not to be so entangled with people that we can't separate the voice of God from the voice of man. So we think we're supposed to always be there and do this and that for people because of whoever they are in our life. When really God is really maybe dealing with them so that he can show them who he really is. So that they can have a, their own personal relationship with God. And God had to deal with me with that in years, years times past. So don't let your emotions dictate. We're not to be everything to everybody all the time. Because sometimes you can get in the way of what God is trying to do in somebody and through somebody. And we need to ask God to align our thoughts, our will, and our emotions with his perfect will for our life. You can have the right heart and intentions, but your timing and delivery and interpretation of what God is saying could be way off. I'm going to repeat that. You can have the right heart and the right intentions, but your timing and your delivery and interpretation of what God is saying could be way off. Do don't do allow the voice of people don't allow the voice of people to persuade you to disobey God. Don't allow popularity, he said, fame, money, influence to have you run ahead or behind God. So don't allow your emotions to influence your wisdom that God has given you. Because emotionally tangled up and manipulation will keep you out of the will of God or keep you um, not discerning the voice of God. What you feed grows. The more you obey God, the more you hear incorrectly, the more you walking with him, the more he'll give you, the more revelation you'll receive, the more um, you understand um, uh, discerning of spirits and the seasons and times that you're in. But the more you ignore that and push past and let your emotions run your entire life, the more he diminishes, he shrinks back. Because he has to be numero uno, baby. Not man, not people. And then he says, ask the Holy Spirit to give you keen discernment and wisdom to keep you in sync rhythm and in step with him. He says, Lean not to your own understanding, but simply acknowledging him and he will direct your path. We know that scripture, Proverbs 3, right? And 6. And let the peace of God rule in your heart that will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. 
When God is in something, there's always a supernatural peace that comes upon you. It's not anxiety. It's not fear. It's not, you know, you're not uh, confused. You're not going back and forth to be hovering between two opinions. And I'm going to say it like this. I heard somebody say, I seen a video where they was talking about uh, that prophet Celestial. And they were talking about, um, I was reading the comments. I always like to read the comments to see what people's minds and their heads are and what, what are people really thinking about certain things. And I heard somebody, I, I read some, that somebody said in the comments, they said, I don't know what to believe. One, they saying don't believe this person. This person saying don't believe this person because the person who was doing the video was speaking against her and saying she was a false prophet. And the person in the comments said, I just don't know what to believe. Well, this is where your discernment comes in. This is where your um, close walk with the Lord comes in. Because I'm telling you right now, with everything in me, if it's not God sent, it will be God used. And I'm going to say that again. Even if it's a false prophet speaking, what God will sometimes do is he will give the assignment to somebody who's willing to do it. Even if it's not, they not following him. See, what we don't understand is God's agenda is going to go on with or without us. There's a lot of people that God has shown ministers of the gospel that are doing things that they shouldn't be doing, atrocities that they shouldn't be doing. And instead of speaking against it, they say nothing. So if it's not God sent, it's God used. God will use it all. Nobody uses him. He uses everybody. He uses even the devil. So we have to understand that even if this is not God speaking and this is a spirit behind that person that is speaking and based on, I'm not even going to get into that, based on what the way they were saying it, you could tell. But that's not the way I even looked at it. The way I saw it was God is getting, he's still going to use it. He's still going, you know how I know he's still going to use it? Because there are people that are walking with the Lord that said the exact same thing about this man of God. But, and I know they walk with the Lord. That's how you know. It's not about an accurate word. It's about, is it God? Because see, I keep telling people, if you go back to the book of Numbers, chapter 22 through 24, you will see that Balaam was a prophet, but he was a wicked prophet. God still used him. And so we need to ask the Holy Spirit to give us keen discernment and wisdom to keep us in sync and rhythm with the Holy Spirit. We lean not to our own understanding, right? So when I see something, I like if the Holy Spirit tells me that's not him speaking, but what that person is still saying is right. And how you know that is because God can use and speak, speak through anyone. It's not about she's a witch, it's she's this and that. That's not what that's about. Because God, will, a homeless, unsaved person can give you a word of the Lord walking down the street. God can speak through a child. A child ain't saved. A baby ain't saved. They have to go through the whole salvation process. We don't, we're not born saved. So while we're looking at kids, yes, they're innocents, but at the end of the day, they still have to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So if a child give you a word and you know that word, there's no way that that child could have spoke, it's through God that's speaking to you. That lets me know that God can speak through and use anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. If it's a false prophet, he'll use it. He'll use it if that's what it takes. 
If it's a Donald Trump, he'll use it. If it's a Biden, he'll use it. God uses everybody. Nobody uses him. Nobody gets away with anything. And that's, it's not about this side, that side, this side, that side. Because it's not about nobody taking sides. It's about you following Christ. And if you see in that, uh, that person who is not saved that they're doing think, godly things and they're implementing uh, all these things about abortion and they're implementing things that you know God is against, it's still God. That's the way we have to look at things. That's, that's the way you vote. It's not about the person. And that's what God is trying to get us to a place where we know the source. It's all about the source. It goes back to who is the source of this thing. So even if this person is not saved, can they still give me an accurate word or a word of the Lord? I've had plenty of people say things to me that are not saved, that I knew God was speaking to me through them. Plenty of times. So that's where we need to be. And he said, stay real transparent before the Lord. Give him all the authority to truly, truly be Lord and not just Savior. What does being Lord look like? What does that really, really mean when, when Jesus is Lord, when he's the source, when he's the true source of who of uh, who he's supposed to be in your life? And he gave me this... Um, the, the, um, he had me to look up the word Lord and that simply mean by dictionary standards someone or something having power authority or influence as master or ruler the Bible says it denotes a master or a ruler of his subjects or a husband as Lord of his wife we see that in Genesis 45 and 8 and 18 and 12 the ruler by hereditary right or preeminence to whom service and obedience are due so the hebrew word says the lord the word lord means jehovah it means the lord or god adonai my lord greek word is kurios it means lord or master he is the ruler the boss the master of your whole life he can't be lord of part it's all or nothing with jesus he wants your whole life so God is saying, make him Lord over all. Know your source. Be transparent before him. Be real before him. I promise you, he already know. When God takes us through tests, he already know who we are through the outcome of that test. You see that in the book of Job. When Job went through his test, he already told Satan the outcome of who Job was before Job even went through what he had to go through. God knows us inside and out, according to Psalms 139. He knows you. He formed you before you were, when you were in your mother's womb, he knitted you together. He knew every day before one came to be. So knowing the source and knowing the source of your wisdom is key. So that is the word for today. God wants us to be transparent. He wants us to know that Unless he's living through us and he's gracing us with the power to live for him, we can't do it on our own. We have to say, Lord, unless you help me forgive, I can't forgive. Unless you help me love this person, I can't love them. Unless you help me to go into this job every day I have to go into, I can't go in here. Unless you provide for me, I'm going to be on the street. 
Lord, you are responsible for me. You need to put the responsibility back where it belongs on Jesus. If he's called you to a ministry, then he's responsible for providing for that ministry. If he called you and you say, well, what? if the people ain't tired and then we can't pay the bills, then you won't get the bills paid because the people are not your source. God is your source. God knows who has what and what he needs to bring to make something happen. And that's where I was. I was at the end of myself. I was at the end of myself. I said, Lord, unless you open the door, I'm going to be preaching in my car. Because at some point in the game, money runs out. It takes money to live. And he opened up a door. He opened up another a door, a door I've walked through three times. I'm at a, the company I used to work at. This is the third time they hired me. But it was all in God's plan. I had to come to the end of myself. And a lot of times we can block what God is trying to do because we don't really want to do it. So that's the word of the Lord. Be encouraged, guys. Know the source of your strength. He is able. He is mighty. And he loves you with an everlasting love. And if you don't know him as Lord and Savior, make him Lord today. Not just Savior that you will escape hell, but make him Lord of your life. That he will govern every aspect of your life and bring you into a place of peace, rest, and expansion in Christ Jesus. And until the next time, like the video, comment, and subscribe. I will see you in the next video. I love you all and I'm praying for you every single day. Bye loves.